forever. Dog. I'm always rolling. And I'm rolling right now. Rolling down the river. Rolling the ball. Rolling the ball. Rolling the ball. To you. To you. That is Brett. You don't have no idea who that is. No clue. We'll say it on the count of three. One, two, three. Kate Kate Bush. Bush. Shit, I should have known that. Yeah, you should have. I know you Gen Z kids are all like that. You discovered her, but she was around for a while. Actually, yeah, she kind of was around for a while. And, and if you don't know her original stuff, you should know the Alan Partridge uh, medley, the Kate mm-hmm. Bush medley he does. The best. Which is classic. And Tom and I, Tom Sharpling. That's right. Hello. Dot com. Oh, there is no dot com for that. I got a dot gov. Evening, governor. <laughs> that should, everybody has a dot gov should have to talk like that, right? Huh? Mm-hmm. I got oh, dot, you have you have a dot .guv? I've got a dot .guv, dot .gov, like, hey, governor. Yeah. Tom Sharpling, dot .gov, and I are big comedy f- superfans. Pretty much. We are what you call, we make the comedy, and we take the comedy. Tom and I will just, like, quote the office at each other. I'll just be like, remember when Kevin was like, Oh, the I British one, though. The British one. Oh, so it was, okay. It was, uh, I think, Keving with a G is the British name. I think for it was Keving, yes. Remember Keving when Keving had like... that, uh, he had that thing of sweetbreads and he was. Yes. He brought his... Pranking um, Gareth with it. Yes, he brought some sweetbreads in that uh, were less disgusting than actual sweetbreads. That was the whole uh, reveal to it. They were right. fake sweetbreads because they were edible. Right. They were. They were not made out of um, animal parts. faces. Yeah. Can you imagine like, chomping into a sweetbread? No, bread? I can't. I, I. No, I don't. I don't eat entrails. How can you give a name sweetbread to something that is should be called a gross pile of meat? Well, that's the problem with letting Freddy Krueger name things. It really is. And that's why I want to start getting my friend on who, uh, he is also in the horror community. He does the voice of one of the characters. That's uh, Which character? Um, I'm not at liberty to say just yet, but he's more of a host of, uh, of, a, of, a, of, a, of one of these, uh, <laughs> one of these serial, not a serial, non-serialized shows. Uh, oh, did he get Adnan out of prison? Did he what now? <laughs> like the the serial, the show serial. Got he that helped guy out of prison. Sarah Koenig and my friend John Kassir did oh! help. Get, did help uh, solve the serial case. 
Carrie comes from a family of great pizza makers. Uh, yeah, and they like uh, the tomato sauce and the the basil and the the cheese. Hey, Brett, can we listen to the that prank call? I was literally where... just pulling it up. Yeah, <laughs> more for my own enjoyment. I wasn't going to play it on the show, but yeah, let me pull it up real quick. Rolling the ball, rolling, rolling the, ball the ball to rolling you. Rolling the ball to you. You should check out my favorite Kate Bush song is probably either that one or um, how do I how do I live how do I live without you I want to know I like that one, and also like, man, I feel like a woman. Kate Bush is like the best part about being a woman is the prerogative to have a little fun. Yeah. And then she's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, because if she was singing, she'd be like. The best part of being a woman is like to have the prerogative to dance with a gnome. And then like a gnome would come out. I those dancers are the ones that she liked to dance with are Mm -hmm. modern dance. You know, MDs. They're like, oh, I need an MD. Mm -hmm. I'm tired of talking to this, you know, physician's assistant for 25 minutes. Something's bleeding. I need to speak to an MD. And then they send in one of Kate Bush's modern dancers because those guys are such modern dancers. This should be our our first skit for SNL. Oh, we need to talk about our packet. Somebody goes, is there an MD in the house? And somebody goes, I am. And then they start doing all things like somebody's like, oh, I'm having a heart attack. And then they're like, then they start doing modern dance. That is good. Mm-hmm. Mm, but SNL demands great. Well, you know what else is great? This uh, God this, is great. Well, yeah. Yeah, God is great. Praise Him. Right, you know a third jo- third jo- thing. That's... You pronounce it Gad, but it's Josh God. America's great. The great. Okay, yeah, the that's great. the third thing. Uh, but there's the fourth thing that's great, which the is great this... kazoo. <laughs> there is uh so there's that's four things that are great there is in fact also a fifth thing uh that is great which is uh, this uh catherine so that uh catherine, catherine great. great okay so yeah. that's five now so there uh-huh. uh is actually and tony uh, the tiger also okay that's uh six so there's mm-hmm. seven this is the seventh thing that is great though great lakes. I think tony the tiger was talking about cornflakes though cross wow could you imagine if he was going around saying cornflakes were great Yikes. I think he is. I think that's it. No, think you're he's right. saying frosted flakes are frosted great. Frosted flakes are great. Yes. He would have gotten a call from that rooster being like, get off my property, you yeah. pussycat. Yeah. So I think we're up to eight now. This is the, this is so there's uh, eight great things. Uh, seven have already been listed. This is the eighth, which is the um, uh, prank phone call that uh, Chucky, Chucky uh, do this? coordinated uh, to a p- local pizza place using only clips from our John Cassier interview. Mm-hmm. Uh, in which he talks about, uh, in which uh, I think the question was, what's your favorite kind of pizza? And the oh, answer okay. was uh, about four minutes long. Amazing. So here we go. Mr. Pizza Man, is this pickup or delivery? Um, a pickup. 
Sounds good. What would you like to order? Dad, my dad's gonna order. Hold on. Dad, get on the phone. Hello, creeps. <laughs> Anything they'll put on it, which is usually a fresh tomato sauce, fresh cheese. You know, just, just your basic margarita is great with some mm-hmm. or whatever. A margarita? Really, you know, fucking good pizza. Which one do you want, though? I don't want to give you a random pizza and then you don't like it. You know, I've had pizza with seafood on it. I've... We have a seafood pizza and it comes with... Let me tell you right now. Give me a second. Um, it comes with clam, shrimp, and garlic. There's some special little spices and stuff in there. People are like, Ooh, what is that spice? You know, and I, I can't tell you right now. I have to kill you. <laughs> All right, so what do you want? Anything they'll put on it, which is usually a fresh tomato sauce, fresh cheese. You know, just, mm-hmm. just your basic margarita is great with some mm-hmm. or whatever. Margarita, okay, what size? I like to make my own pizza. My grandmother <laughs> and my mom were amazing pizza makers. What size did you want the margarita? I played a Bulgarian field goal kicker named uh, Zagreb Shkiluski. I'm sorry? I played a Bulgarian field goal kicker named uh, Zagreb Shkiluski. What size did you want the pizza? 12 inch? Really? You know, fucking good pizza. I think that last sound is the person hanging up. Yeah. Good for her. Let's send her something. Yeah. Hey, Chucky, if you're listening, can you send her something? My favorite part about that is that there's one moment in it where the the person at the pizza, Paula, clearly is not acknowledging the fact that while this guy's dad is talking about what pizza he wants, there's also someone in there going, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, that seems to have escaped her. I can't imagine why. It's not like she's focused on one thing so she can hang up the phone. Yeah, no, she just just tell me the size, sir, please. Tell you though that seafood pizza sounds pretty good. And I did just I heard notice, you were on a seafood pizza diet. I am on a seafood pizza diet. Now you're never gonna believe this. Mm. I can't eat seafood pizza on it. What can you eat? Uh pizza bagels. Ooh, pizza in the morning, pizza in the evening. Pizza at dinner pizza time. Pizza at supper time. Yeah, I think Kate Bush did that as well, didn't she? Pizza, pizza in the morning. That'd be amazing. You'd be running up that hill to get that good pizza. I'll be running up that bill. Yeah, running up that bill at the old pe- at the old pizza bagel the pizza place. Pizza bagel. The pe- now, did you? On like a weekend, Tom, did you ever go into the city with your folks and go to the old-fashioned New York City bagel pizza place? An old-fashioned New York City (laughs) bagel pizza place? You mean like on St. Mark's? No, I guess they don't exist. No, there's that place right on the corner of St. Mark's, the one that just is like pizza Yes, that's true. They have both, but they don't combine them. I was thinking of the is this a good idea to have a place that serves pizza bagels? Oh, I think a bad be, idea? that's a great idea. Is that you all think? they sell? Yeah. Then that might be a little challenging unless it's a very small place and then now it's the best business idea ever. Waffles? Eggos? Pizza waffles? 
I like um, egos. I like those circular hard egos. Yeah, you and eleven, <laughs> right? Say that again. Yeah, you and eleven. Oh, eleven for right, and she doesn't like Kate Bush. That's the other one on that show. One likes egos, the other likes Kate Bush. Yeah, she likes. She'd rather put an ego on a turntable than uh, uh, the kick inside. Right. The other one is like Lego, my copy of Hounds of Love. Yes. Brett. But I was thinking maybe they, we can be, sell those too. Anything you can toast. Anything you can toast. You, well, that you usually would make in a dorm. Now, again. Dorm food. Dorm food. Dorm food. Dorm food. Uh, first of all, let me welcome you to Double Threat. I guess we should do that at some point, right? Did we welcome to Double Threat, starring TomSharpling.gov. And starring Julie Klausner. <laughs> dot Matrix. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, you were going to ask Brett to do something. No, I was going to. Julie, do you like a sweet bagel? I do. Raisin? Yes. Cinnamon? Yes. Mm. Don't go too far with the. Don't go too far, though, because then Blueberry. people will say. No. Mm. What do you like on it? Butter? Uh, sure. Do you like it but toasted? I like cream cheese is the best. So you'd want um, a toasted ra- cinnamon raisin bagel with cream I cheese. would eat that, but I would also eat it not toasted. Now, how about cinnamon raisin toast? Yes. Just like a loaf of that old that old yes. cinnamon raisin bread. And what a do you, loaf of what that do you put old on that cinnamon butter? bread. You put butter That's on that. That's my loaf of old cinnamon bread. I would love nothing more than a slice of that bread with some butter on it toasted. That's yeah, me. that would be really good. Is ideal. You crunch into it and it makes so many crumbs. You're Absolutely. like, where crumbs do these crumbs everywhere. come for? Yeah, come from. Yeah, you'd think, you'd think that toast was really just a, a, a thousands of crumbs mashed together. Right. You think there'd be a documentary film. about them because there's so many crazy crumbs. There are more crazy crumbs when you get one of those slices than when you go to the Criterion Closet. <laughs> This toast invented Mr. Natural. There's so many crumbs yeah. in it. Yeah. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna eat my goal when I finally get in the Criterion Closet, which is over at CriterionFilms.com. They, they let you go in dot com and they let you pick. They let uh they let they uh, give you a shopping bag. They give you a shopping bag, they let famous people go in and pick whatever Blu-rays they want, and then they go, Oh, I always uh this is one of my favorite movies. This is Fassbender, of course, the master. Uh, it's like one of those tubes where the cash is flying around real fast, and you got to grab all the cash as ex- quickly as you can. Exactly, like one of Do those you phone think booths. They make them, them wash their hands first in the Criterion closet. Yeah, I think they make think- them wash their hands afterwards. Gross! They should do it first. Yeah, I agree, and I've said it to them, and that's why they won't let me in the Criterion closet. I can't. I. N- not I only barely they... got in the anchor bay uh uh cubby. The anchor <laughs> There's the a trunk of a car. 
It's the trunk of a car. You have to they climb into in. the trunk of their car. They shoved me in, and suddenly I'm just they're like, "Hey, you want to see some DVDs and Blu-rays?" I'm like, "Yeah, what do you?" Oh, oh! <laughs> and then you, and then you're moving. And, and the tail lights. I'm looking at the Blu-rays lit by the tail lights of the car. Because like, you're going, oh. you're going like a really, really, you're going really fast, yeah. and then all of a sudden you hear seagulls, and you're like, "Are we near the water?" I hear seagulls. I'm trying to track where we are. It's like, oh, we just went over railroad tracks. Okay, we're going faster now. We're clearly on some sort of highway. We're not stopping. And then I'll be like, oh, is that a copy of uh, Traffic? Oh, it's got Soderbergh to commentary on this? Oh, that's cool. It's the the same seagulls that ate that ruined Brett's Thanksgiving. Yeah, remember... Brett, what's the first time you saw the ocean? Because you're a Atlanta guy. You, the Great ocean question. was not okay. Well, thank you. Um, you, because you grew up in Georgia, you yep. saw what ponds and lakes? Mostly what ponds a pure and lakes. Question. What a pure, pure question. Huh. Well, you know, uh, one of our famous lakes, Lake Lanier, shows up quite often these days on TV and film. Uh, Georgia is a big uh, filming area, so you'll see them use Lake Lanier for all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the lake you know, in. You uh, say for the, famous. Yeah, it's, Julie. You've seen it in movies like uh, uh, "There's a Dead Body in That Lake." Uh, radioactive <laughs> Lake uh, was a movie that featured Lake Lanier. There was uh, the Three Mile Island movie. They shot at Lake Lanier with that. Um, People do die on Lake Lanier at an alarming rate. I will mm-hmm. say that. They keep a count. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So you would just always see in the paper like 16th person this year to die at Lake Lanier, and mm-hmm. it's like only February. And you're like, oh boy. And then you're no like, no wonder oh boy, it's we're famous. Behind. It's like a ser- it's like a serial killer. It's famous the way John Wayne Gacy's famous. Yeah. But I just want to say victims include. I just want to say the lake in the show Ozark, everyone's like, oh, the Ozarks are nice. That's Lake Lanier in Georgia. Ah. Okay. Wow. So that's stop. messed up. Yeah, exactly. It's... Everybody's like, oh, wow, the Ozarks. We're going to go to the Ozarks. We're getting all this tourist money in the Ozarks. Mm-hmm. That's North Georgia, baby. Yeah, no, I'm saying it's messed up because it took a, a roll away from a lake in the Ozarks. Yes. It's really offensive. I'm not on. I'm not on Lanier's side of this yeah. one. I think it. I think that was an opportunity for a different body of water, a Midwestern body of water. I agree with Julie on this one. Um, I think Lake Lanier just got canceled. I think you might need to write an apology for Lake Lanier on your notes app. Yeah. Brett. The only thing Lake Lanier's got to apologize for is being very scenic. (laughs) And And murdering people. Yeah. And just claiming body upon body. Yeah, let's let's film in that murder lake. There's worse ways to die. Yeah, there are worse ways to die than getting consumed by Lake Lanier. <laughs> I don't know. I can't think of any. That's, what, that's actually what it says on the sign outside the lake. There, there are worse ways to die. Drowning in Lake Lanier? Are you kidding? That's like eh. number one, one, two, or three for me. Yeah. What's worse, getting buried alive near Lake Lanier? Mm-hmm. What would be worse to you, drowning in Lake Lanier, or <laughs> the other one, falling Come into on! falling into a <laughs> the other one? So, so to you, let, that's... let the man finish. At least, so what you're telling us now, Brett, is you have your you you've planned out your death. 
And it seems particularly to... violent. And it's there's a sacrifice. You want to sacrifice your yeah. body to Lake Lanier. Yeah. It doesn't have to be Lake Lanier, but there is something poetic about a watery grave. Yeah, okay. It doesn't have to be Lake Lanier. It could be the Pacific Ocean. It doesn't. It could be the Pacific. It could be, you know, the English Channel. It could be any 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 body of water will do. But you know the good part about a lake is you drop dead in a lake, you stay where you drown. That's yeah, true. you're not That's going true. on a. Nope. You're not going on tide a holiday. Yeah, tide ain't moving you around. <laughs> that is funny how the ocean's like, and we're off. Do, 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 yeah. do, 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 yeah. do, do. We're going back and forth and side to side. Who knows where <laughs> oh, you're going to you wash up? up anyone's yeah. guess. And then the lake, you're just like, boop. This is Plop. where your skeleton will be found. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe one foot over. We'll we'll factor in one foot of current. Before your body decomposes. I have a good idea. What's that now? A podcast about lakes mm-hmm. called, or late bodies of water mm-hmm. called current events. I love it. <laughs> you don't have I'm to say you love it. it if you don't. Current events, and you know who we should get to host it? Lake Bell? Yes, is literally what I was going to say. <laughs> oh my god, I'm sorry. No, no, no. That's perfect. You I you guessed it. We should have done the one, two, three thing. Yeah, Lake Bell. You like so Lake Bell, Brett. Brent? Oh, Lake Bell's great. Uh in in a world. Great movie. Mm-hmm. Great movie in a world. Brett, when did you first see the ocean? Uh, that's a good question. I mean, there are uh, there's a strip uh, on yeah, the... Yeah, you said that before, that this was a good question. <laughs> and it still is. It remains a good question. And uh, the, there's a the, the, there's a strip of Georgia in the south uh, southeast. Uh, they call it the Golden Isles, where you can go down and see the ocean. I'm talking Jekyll Island. I'm talking St. Simons. I'm talking Cumberland Island, where the wild horses roam. Uh, I'm talking Sea Island, which is the one where all the rich people live, and they had the. G8. I'm actually on a Sea Island diet right now. <laughs> so it was probably it was probably that uh, probably somewhere down on the the uh, the the, the southeast coast of Georgia. Uh, we did go up to the Jersey Shore. You can Shore see the Atlantic. Sometimes. You can see the Atlantic. Oh yes, you can. Yeah, there's no uh, wow. es- estuaries or nothing. No little bays blocking. You're you're right on. You're right in the ocean. Straight in the ocean. No intermediaries. Sure. Waves lapping up on the shore. Okay. Calling you. Calling to you. Well, I got some bad news <laughs> for you, Brett. That ain't the ocean. Which one is it? Yeah, that that was a water it's park. Barely the ocean. We did have a water park in my town. That's more like the ocean than you looking out. What you saw, yeah. Actually, you know, the first ocean I saw at the water park, the local water park, which was called Whitewater in in, in Marietta, Georgia, uh, uh, there was a they had a wave pool that they called the Atlanta Ocean, mm-hmm. a play on Atlantic Ocean. Mm-hmm. Uh, and oh, that's fun. It, it mimicked, it simulated waves. Um, I'll bet it. So I'll bet it also mimicked. I'll, I bet it also mimicked the death count of Lake Lanier because yes. I don't think there's anything more dangerous than a wave pool. People did die in the Atlanta Ocean and in Whitewater in, in general. Mm-hmm. Did they die from drowning or did they just have heart attacks? Yeah. A little bit of everything. Shot. Were they just shot? They stabbed. Yeah. Mostly stabbing deaths. Very they slow. Stabbing each other underwater. with popsicle sticks. They finish their strawberry shortcakes and stab each other. 
Ah, yes, the whitewater tradition. And you also just picture, and I'm not gonna, I'm not besmirching the fine folks of Georgia. It's an amazing uh, state. Highs and lows. No, it's an amazing state. It's a beautiful place. Maybe the best state. Who knows? It's definitely in the running. Yeah. But people of Georgia, they see that that Atlanta ocean in the thing. They yep. just start dumping garbage in it. Right away. At the water park. Bringing boop, their boop, Backing up a truck, just shoveling trash mm. into it. I've never been to a water park. Oh, my God. Well, get ready. Fun, fun, fun. I've gotten urinary tract infections in other ways. There's ain't, <laughs> there ain't no UTI like a water park UTI because <laughs> a UTI, a water park UTI don't stop. I mean, that slide, <laughs> I've seen footage of people. Yeah. I think to myself, what a wonderful world. No, I just think, wow, that's a runway. Mm-hmm. That long slide. That's just a, you are just, the, the, the longer the slide, the more of a, you know, like a, what is that called on a runway when a, when a plane takes off after mm-hmm. like taxi doing it? Yeah. It's like you're taxiing to a mm-hmm. staph infection. Well, Julie, the way to navigate that is, you need to go and you need to go down. There's a there's a slide which is uh, which is uh, a cranberry. There's a cranberry slide. Oh, I thought you were gonna say it an antibiotics. I'm no, not probiotics. Trusting, there's a, no, there's a cranberry I, probiotic it's not a, slide. It's not enough. Not enough. No, I need. I'm talking about. I want whatever they gave Trump when he had COVID, and mm-hmm. his like. Remember when his like. His like tongue yeah. was involuntarily falling out of his mouth like Carrie Fisher's dog. Yeah. He was... <laughs> yeah, he had... remember remember when he had COVID and he's like, I'm doing great. Remember <laughs> he when was he at Walter yeah. Reed and he looked like yeah. he was like the same color as like a scoop of vanilla uh, ice cream uh, uh, in like yeah. cafeteria lighting. Yeah. 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 He was a Dwayne Reed hospital. Yeah, he was a Dwayne Reed hospital. <laughs> Where you have to ask people to yeah. unlock the tissue. Can I can I yeah. get a box of tissues and someone comes over with a key? Yeah. I'd like to get those Mach 3 razors. I have that this guy. cardboard. I have this piece of cardboard that symbolizes one package of Mach 3 razors. Hey everybody, Tim Heidecker here with huge news. Office Hours Live recorded another episode live. It was one of our great ones with the great Rory Scovel, who's got a new special out on MAX. Oh, yeah. And the Trinity's here, DJ Doug Pound. Yes, hello. And Victor Berger IV. Hi, hi, hi. Can't wait for the fifth. We enjoy the heck out of doing the show, and so will you. If you find us on the podcast app of your choice, now. Brett, so when you first saw the proper ocean, it was the Jersey Shore? Well, I don't know. It would have been either uh, the the coast of Georgia uh, or the Jersey Shore, or it might have been the uh, Gulf 
uh, of Mexico on the War. Florida side. Um, uh, it could have been either of those three is likely the first time I saw okay. the ocean. Let's just say it was Jersey Shore. Okay. And why were you at the Jersey Shore? Oh, uh, and there's a Philadelphia wing of the family, so we used to uh, mm-hmm. we used to go meet them at the Jersey Shore every summer. Ocean City is where we went. Ocean City. Mm, very fancy. Oh, uh, I loved it. I loved being up in the tri-state area and kind of cosplaying as like a tri-stater, you know, once a, once a, one yeah. month out of the and year. how old were you at that point? Oh, uh, probably about eight. Yeah, and you're like, I'm walking here. Yeah. <laughs> right, hit, hit in the front of a bicycle. I'm walking here. <laughs> People say that on the Jersey Shore as well as in Midtown. Well, no, they don't. But uh, but uh, some my Georgia references. Kid, my references were limited. Brett was some watching. Georgia kid yeah. is just rounding. He's rounding it uh, up to where how it is old, New York. How old does Sandy have to be before you show him Midnight Cowboy? <sighs> yeah, let's figure the ages out for these movies. Well, movies like that, he's either got to be like it, it's it could either be really young like or now. old. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pre memory. When you, when you say old, memory. you mean like what does that mean? Well, Midnight Cowboy. I mean, that was rated X, right? That was famously rated X. So that's, yes. that's a. Um, that's uh That's, that's probably going to be. What a strange thing to rate X. Mm-hmm. It's like you like like kids going to be like, yeah, I heard this is rated X, mm-hmm. and then it's like everybody's talking about, and then yeah. <laughs> we yeah, get to watch no we get to sex. watch uh, Dustin Hoffman die of pneumonia. <laughs> In the back like, of a wow, bus. what a great! What yeah. a, Sorry, I'm so glad yet. we snuck into this X-rated yeah. movie. Hey, we're going to see an X-rated movie. It's about John Voight wearing mm-hmm. a wearing a the smallest with hat, fringes on it. That cowboy hat may as well have been a child's cowboy hat. Yeah, he looked. It was too small. Yeah, now. It looked like Mike TV a little bit from uh, Willy yeah. Wonka, the size of that hat. That's what Mike TV grew up. That's how he grew up. Once he went to, oh, let's figure this out, Tom. Willy Wonka's antidote factory. Yeah. So Willy I Wonka like has a brother. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm going to start a factory that undo that undoes all of the harm that my brother did. And I'm going to uh. come up with antidotes. For these dastardly deeds, sure. Going to so, find something that that turns that girl not blue because they were like, we could juice her, but she's still going to be blue. And this guy's yeah. like, no. As far as I'm concerned, when she's done, she's not going to be blue anymore. Yes, no. It will revert her skin color back to its uh, its uh, default setting. Yes. Um, is this a good idea? I like it. Or is it bad because people like the villains? And we should just do Slugworth as a teenager and just make it like Cruella. Well, if we're going to do Willy Wonka's brother, let's just put Slugworth's brother in it. And is he good or is he? Well, I guess Slugworth is good ultimately. Yeah, but this one's bad. Okay, so Slugworth and Willy Wonka's brother. What's his name? Dennis Wonka? Um, Fauci Wonka. Fauci Wonka? <laughs> Right, and then we'll make it. We'll make it so it seems like people on, on the right think we're just like making fun of Fauci. Yeah, and people on the left think he we're has. Well, he'll have a needle Fauci. on the poster and be like, yeah. "Yeah, yeah." But the needle is the antidote. It actually helps the. It helps the children. Yeah, I like that. And then uh, maybe what are we gonna do with Gloop? With Augustus Gloop, deport him. He's not from here. All right. 
You're out. No, this was. I didn't know we were putting a right wing message oh, no, we into are. this. Ultimately, I'm working on this with Ben Shapiro and Jordan Peterson. We are he, now. They're working both great on, writers and thinkers, and, and so fun. Ben Shapiro is funny, and Jordan was, and Jordan Peterson's mm-hmm. uh, not crazy at all. No, that no. Hunter Biden movie looks great. The Hunter Biden movie is great. I've seen it yeah. eleven times. Um, Gina Carano will be uh, all of the Oompa Loompas. I love that. So you just get some Oompa Loompas that kind of can't act. Mm-hmm. That's the yep. one thing with these Star Wars things. I know you're not a big Star Wars fan, of course. When she was on The Mandalorian, everybody watching that show. Captain mm-hmm. Corelli's Mandalorian? Oh, God. What did she, what happened? You don't want to know. I do. You don't. Do you really want to know? Can you know? give me a hint? No, you're either going to hear all of it or none of it. I can't half. I can't split this one in half, Julie. He said, "Captain Corelli's Mandalorian." <laughs> Don't I reward like it. it. Don't reward it. I think that's that like when you good. yell at a dog, but then you like laugh, and then the dog thinks yeah, it's all like, okay. Yes. Yeah. Um. Everybody watched the Mandalorian, and they were just like, "Well, she can't act." Really? So everybody felt like, oh, Mandalorian's so great. It's so cool. It's a thing. That one uh, person can't act. And that's a crazy thing to think of. Those are the best takes. Those are the best ones. Yeah. That's the thing with bad acting. You're seeing the yeah. best one they gave you. Imagine the worst one. Right. Well, because with something like Star Wars, it's not like, oh, we had to choose that shot because the lighting was right. It's like the lighting's going to be right in all of them. Yeah, because there ain't no lighting. It's all CG now. It's all you're walking on a soundstage. And look, this Star Wars, they got the greatest actors you've ever seen in this thing. Greatest actors that have ever walked the earth. Carl Weathers is in it. Brian Poussain. They mm-hmm. can. They have their pick of actors. Mm-hmm. And for them to end and up with Gina Carano. She stunk. She stunk. She's so bad. What did she do before the Mandalorian? Was she an MMA fighter? Believe was she so. a wrestler Believe or something? So, yeah. Oh, she was a, f- a MMA, really? Yeah. She was like Ronda Rousey. Yes. Yes. Hey, Brad, can a, we get Ronda yeah. Rousey on the show? Oh, sure. Let me I'd like reach that. out. Yeah. yeah, that'd be fun. I. What if and we do this? She was in that yeah. Soderbergh movie. She was. You know, was it? Uh... Could you? Yeah. Sorry, Brad. Uh, Tom, go ahead. Oh, no. What if we get Brett to put his slider gear on and Ronda yes, Rousey? Is... I'm listening. And <laughs> it's Brett, ver- it's Boham versus Rousey I, you, you in were the Forever th- Dog parking it, lot. Tom, you were reading my mind, mm-hmm. but I was going to ask, can we just have her beat the shit out of you? Oh, well, Julie, what do you think is going to happen? <laughs> Brett's going to slide, and he's going to go, oop, that one didn't go far enough, and then she's just going to... Unload on him, him. Grab his yeah. head, bonk it into the yeah. ground. She's gonna turn his face into hamburger meat. And you gotta catch me first. And she will. When you <laughs> With those slide boots away. On, Brett. Like she's thinking in her mind, like, Rhonda, how are you gonna beat up Brett? He'll be and she'll be like, Well, you know, I'll just fight him the way I can in Brett's mind. Brett, how are you gonna get away with it? Well, I'll slide away and the sparks <laughs> will confuse her. 
<laughs> and again, I'm not, not again. This is the first time I'm introducing this idea. It will confuse her. The sparks will confuse her, but not enough. It will not last long enough for Brett to get away. He'll go, uh-oh. <laughs> I bet there's going to be like a full-on, uh-oh. So it just becomes one of those things where it starts as a fight and then it becomes a chase. Well, Brett thinks because it's a chase. someone is chasing the other person so they can beat them up. Yeah, Brett thinks he's going to chase her or have her not be able to catch him. What if we just start out that way and we're just like chase each other? <laughs> we do it like Benny Hill. I don't However, it just be like, all right, go. And then I don't who's know. chasing who? That's they need to figure that Ronda out. Ronda Rousey would catch Brett in five seconds <laughs> and then turn his face inside out. Not if I what if I did this? What if I she thinks I'm going to run away. Mm-hmm. Suddenly yeah. I'm running directly at her. Yeah. She's like, what's going on? She's in her fighting stance. Sure. With legs akimbo. Mm-hmm. And then I yeah. slide right under the under through, <laughs> through the wickets. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then she suddenly I'm reach. behind her. And then I, I think, I've got the element yeah. of surprise on my side. Oh, yeah, that'll get her. Uh, and then I just just then I just hightail it. But that buys well, me at least thing. five seconds of her going, where'd he go? Respectfully, respectfully, Brett, I think that you believe you can slide further yes. in your mind. So mm-hmm. I think there's a world in which you slide between her legs. She leans over, mm-hmm. bends over, and just gr- grabs your foot, slides mm-hmm. you back through her legs yeah. the other way, mm-hmm. and then just starts slapping you. Slap, 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 yeah. slap. I see it going like that, although I'm going to say this, Julie. I think you're still being a little too generous to Brett. I think he's going to try to slide between her legs, stop a good three feet short of reaching her legs. He'll be on his knees in the parking <laughs> lot. She will just take one step forward and start beating Brett with her fists. Well, there are worse ways to die. Yeah, like Lake Lanier. Brett. What are we doing on the show today? Oh my goodness! Today, this is this is what a day on Double Threat. We have an absolutely fantastic guest coming on after the break. Um, someone that our audience will be very familiar with. Um, someone, uh, Julie, who you have worked with in the past. Uh, I'm of course talking about the very talented Billy Eichner, um, who you know from Difficult People, Billy on the Street, and he's got a new movie out coming out this Friday bros in theaters everywhere you got to check it out and after the break we're going to talk to the one the only billy eichner tom look who's here who tom oh my goodness tom sharpling look who i brought i can't believe it this is so exciting because i just want to say one thing yes tom Usually the guests we get on this show, it's the dregs. It's just the absolute bottom of the barrel. It's people who were, the, I was on Lost in Space, and I you get something like that. You get the, I was the guy that got my foot run over on the Sopranos, or just like, that's the best we usually get. But this is an actual top shelf, mm. A-list, A-list star we a have plus. on the show for once in our godforsaken lives. Don't get used to it, Tom. 
Oh, I'm not. I'm ready for next week to be the craft service guy from Better Call Saul beyond. If we're he has lucky. time now. If we're lucky. He does have time now. Yeah. I got news for you. I had time then. That was, yeah. I feel like Better Call Saul was reparations for all the straight guys whose girlfriends made them watch Real Housewives. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I sat through so many of those. And I, and I love, obviously, like Bob Odenkirk, but like there was a cold open where it was just raining on a hat. <laughs> and I mm-hmm. thought, okie dokie. <laughs> and it was the final season. And you're like, aren't we supposed to be moving things along? But Tom. What's that? Julie Klaus. This is a movie star. Uh, yeah, this of is the, of of and a comedy star. Absolutely. And and a and a star of the heart, first and foremost. And it's Billy Eichner, and thank you Yay! for coming on the show. So now there's a movie called Bros coming out, and this is a little common misperception. People say I think it's out. I think it's out by the time that this airs. Oh no, no, no. We're dropping this. Nope, this fast. is coming we, we tomorrow. We're doing things around. We change things around. We change things around. We move things yep. around. We this is oh, the Oh, I love you guys. The Eichner Thank clause was invoked and we are actually Thomas pronounced Klaus. Klaus. The Eichner Klaus. <laughs> Klaus Nomi, I'm surprised he's yeah. not in bros. Yes. Mm. <laughs> the anyway. thing you say, September 30th, bros, September 30th, bros. The thing is, it's not going to, they're not going to destroy the prince on, on October 1st. You have a whole weekend to see it. That's yeah, but true. see it opening weekend, please. Well, what that's what I'm saying. You, you can still what do October 1st, doing? bros. If you can't make it on Friday, you go on you Saturday. Can't make it. You go on Saturday. Oh, yeah. I and I already feel it. I see the billboards. I see the bros over by, we're over, Brett, I can say we're over by Universal Studios, right? Yes, we're, you can. we're in That's that neighborhood. Fine. I tell you, if I see another bros billboard, I don't know what I'm going to do. I know. It, but it's, it's exciting. Really- it's either bros or minions over minions. in this part of town. And I sometimes can't tell the difference which one's which. Minions do more poppers in their movie. Yes. They are. I thought they are poppers. What are they? Like little bottles of poppers. poppers. I know. Yeah. (laughs) Well, one-eyed popper walking around. We're actually. I think we're close to like an animated film where like poppers bottles are animated and 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 throw mo. What is that word? I can't speak anymore. Where they're like become human and sing and dance. Oh, anthropomorphized or whatever. Something like mm-hmm. that, yeah. Billy, mm-hmm. you've been working on this movie for a long time, and it was on hold during COVID. Yeah, Brovid, How- as I call it. <laughs> now, in a, slap, <laughs> let's promote. Let's keep promoting the movie. COVID is now Brovid. Yes. Codependent um, behavior is now bro-dependent behavior. What 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 changed about the script, if anything, over the pandemic? How did the pandemic affect the film? Um, actually, the script got a lot better um, because we were we were literally like three weeks from shooting um, when COVID struck. And uh, they were location scouting and all. We were really close. I mean, we had the green light. We were in the middle of casting. Um, and 
it changed the movie. It, it, I mean, it, it helped in a number of ways, although it's weird to talk about COVID helping because obviously right, I, don't, right. I, I don't feel that there was a good thing, but what did help us was the extra time. A year and a half passed and it was actually kind of um, a good lesson to learn because although I liked where the script was and the studio was willing to shoot it, with the time away, um, I when I picked it up again a few months later, I looked at it and I said, this is good, but this can be better. Um, and I so it became very clear what it was missing, I thought. And, and without the pressure, because at that point, we didn't even know if we'd ever get to shoot it or whether it would have to move studios or we didn't know what Universal was going to do. Would they even make movies again, et cetera. But without the pressure of people sort of sitting over you, not that they were ever difficult to work with because they really were not. But even so, without that pressure of knowing you had to shoot and get the green light, all of a sudden I felt very free. Um, and I was thinking of new jokes and new bits and ways to clarify the script. And it, it really got a lot better. Now, this Luke McFarlane character. <laughs> yes. I don't think I've ever seen a, a better looking guy. I know. It's insane. I mean, you can't. Tom, you haven't met this guy in person. No. But when you do, I pray. I pray yeah. you have glass, some sort of deflecting glasses on. Because I made eye contact with him. Yeah. My okay. whole legs turned to jelly. Mm. <laughs> okay. He was so friggin' good looking. I, he really is. I couldn't yeah. How do you? How do you make out with him? on camera and not lose your gourd that's my next question yeah well it makes it easy to fall in love with him on camera um yeah. but i mean part of what the movie's about is that my character is intimidated by him and and for for you know for not only because of how he looks but that's part of it at the beginning you know um and and he's intimidated by me for other reasons um and that's kind of the little you know, dance that we do to use a horrible metaphor. Mm. Um, but um, that I like that idea. And, you know, you know, I'm, I'm a confident person. The character, my character is supposed to be confident. Um, and the story that we started out with that I was intrigued by was what happens when a very self-reliant, confident person who is seemingly totally fine being alone falls for someone very unexpectedly and and falls apart over that person and can't believe that person would like them or might like them and and you know uh and and the second luke walked into the room i just instantly felt intimidated um yeah. and i'm not easily intimidated and so that's really what made it work. I think that was part of the chemistry and what we needed. And, and we didn't know each other at all, which is kind of weird. Like most gay actors, we've, we've run into each other. Um, I mean, you know, I know Jesse Tyler Ferguson. We I know. know well, could Kim anyone really Carson. know Jesse? Okay. Okay. Let's all go right. down the list. Let's go down the list. Let's just bring up the list. Hey, I... Brett, can we get an IMDb list up, please? <laughs> Openly gay actors. Um, Raylan um, Flowers. Uh, I, I didn't know, I didn't know Luke. I knew who he was, but I didn't know him. And so, and he only knew me from, you know, what he's seen me do on TV, which is often very loud and, and all of that. And so he was a little scared of me. I was intimidated by him. And I think that's what made it work really. Mm -hmm. Now, who's the last person you truly felt that shaking in your boots intimidation? Is it like a, like for me, it would be 
Richard Kind. When I met Richard Kind, I felt Tom. just, I couldn't believe just the magnetism. Has Richard Kind been on Only Murders in the building yet? Or no? That is such a good question. And, and if not, who did he piss off? Yeah. <laughs> what did he, how about this? What did he do? What yeah. did Richard Kind say to Selena Gomez? That got him fired mm. from only murders in yeah. the building. Picture him at the putting the hard boiled eggs in his pocket at the craft service table, being like, <laughs> Don't mind if I do. Um, also, the soft boiled eggs and too. soft boiled eggs and the scrambled eggs <laughs> and the poached eggs. <laughs> um, what were we? Oh, oh, uh, yeah, there actually was a guy I, I met, like, uh, when was it now? Like, 2015 i think i met a guy um uh on fire island and uh totally you know was con was focused on work and wasn't thinking about relationships at all i met this guy really really was into him like overnight became completely obsessed with him mm -hmm. and, and was for about a year and a half mm -hmm. um and i liked that idea because i was like you know very confident and self-possessed and you know always kind of prided myself on not needing to be in a relationship at that point um and but he totally fucked me up like i you know i remember shooting billy on the street that season and like not thinking about him and he was like throwing me off in my head and I, mm -hmm. um and uh, we never dated the way that we end up dating in the movie so that's all fictional but that was the inspiration for it okay now, your character's name is Bobby, mm -hmm. and on Difficult People, you played Billy. Yeah. When are we going to move off the bees? When 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 can <laughs> we move off the bees? When are we ready to hear someone go, hey, Tom is ready to ask. By the way, I don't know if you know. Clark, Tom is, and then you turn Tom is Clark. asking the hard questions. Yeah. I just don't want to see you. Look, this is, I'm, not, I'm not here to play gotcha journalism. <laughs> but I also don't want to make this, this is not a puff piece. I'm not Marina. Mar, uh, Marina not, Del Rey. No, I'm not Marina Del Rey. And I'm not Maria, Maria Menounos. I wish you were. I would. Look, I wish I was too. Um, we all wish that we were Maria Menounos. When do we move to the C's or the D's? I don't want you to end up like Tony Danza is all I'm concerned about where you got to just be. I know. I'm concerned about that too. Um, but, you know. I'm waiting for my whale moment. Sure. Well, you know? <laughs> yes, we so, aren't we? Well, I unfortunately found mine. Uh, <laughs> and you don't want to. It might be the worst. The, be careful what you wish for, Billy, because you kind of can't unfind your whale moment. Have I you seen the whale? Let the rest of the, the rest of the interviews about the whale. Have you seen the whale? I have not seen the whale. I don't think it's open yet. I mean, it's played some festivals, but I. I haven't seen it, but I did meet, uh, I met Brendan Fraser at Toronto. I know, I have the photo. I figured that you saw the movie and then you posed with him after, but you had the audacity to to just, to, to get him in his post-whale glow. I did, yeah, he was. No, it was just at a, it was at some party at the, at the festival and he was there and I was very starstruck. Um, and um, he was very nice, very nice guy. Um, and uh, I remember him from, I, I, I think I nervously said, I saw school ties. Mm -hmm. Good. Yeah, I, I brought up school ties. <laughs> Billy, talk to us about romantic comedies. Talk about the, the ones that you liked and the ones that you didn't like. 
and what your attitude is towards them and and people who don't like them and what's their problem and I that know. kind of thing people are so annoying it it really bugs me that romantic comedies are a, a, a guilt quote unquote guilty pleasure mm -hmm. because the only reason they're considered that is because the the majority of the audience for them is like women and gay men that's why they're considered a guilty pleasure um but uh, I love romantic comedies and I'm very nostalgic for them. I have really, I have real nostalgic feelings uh, about going to well, see them with my you parents. Were, you were devastated when Nora Ephron died. You were I like really, very personally affected, I remember. Yeah, I was. Um, and I don't know, I just had such, again, some of it's nostalgia. You know, I, I have a very vivid memory of, like I can tell you exactly where I was sitting in the theater with my parents when I saw when Harry met Sally and when I saw Sleepless in Seattle. I can mm -hmm. literally in my head, I, I can't remember where I was sitting, you know, to see a movie five years ago, but I remember where I was sitting when I saw certain movies as a kid. You mm -hmm. know, I remember the theater. I remember where in the theater we were sitting um those were really comforting movies to me as a kid they just felt so warm and i think they also made me feel like an adult um like they made me want to be in a relationship in manhattan with with you know like with some money like sure. like i don't with know some, I would... yeah with someone like woody allen for example oh perfect yeah, exactly <laughs> yes, exactly so, uh, some you know someone to aspire to um <laughs> But um, no, I, I loved those movies. You know, also I grew up in New York City, but I grew up in Queens mm -hmm. and all, a lot of those movies are about, like Working Girl is about an outer borough gal, mm -hmm. like going into the big city to, you know, to try to become successful. And, and I, I think from a young age, as a kid from Queens, you know, taking the subway into the city, um, I, I, I related to that even then. You know, um, did, did you rewatch? Did you rewatch any of your old faves when you were writing prose? Yeah, I, I rewatched Annie Hall. Actually, I did. Um, what about You've Got Mail? That's sort of like not in the sweet spot of like we were we were a little older when that came out. But yes. I know that it's referenced in Bros. I wonder how that struck you when you revisited it. Yeah, I mean, You've Got Mail, I've watched a million times and um, I have every single time I I notice how misogynistic it is really. Um, and yet it's like a lot of those movies are, I don't know, it's a complicated thing where if if you want to analyze them like that, there's a lot to find that's kind of fucked up, right? Even though they were written by women or directed by women sometimes, you know, but, and yet if you kind of put that aside, I, I'm still charmed by them and they're very delightful and, um, you know, but you do have to kind of, you got to separate it a little yeah. from, from what's that, especially with You've Got Mail, where she's being so manipulated the whole time by this kind of an asshole. And, uh, and you're watching this and you're like, or you're when you're researching, how much of you is thinking, what's the gay version of this that we haven't seen? What would be interesting to see a gay man do instead that would be like subversive yeah i i don't know how conscious i was of saying hey let's do the gay version of a particular movie um it was more that i wanted to show modern gay life 
in bros and things that might be might be considered subversive or surprising to a certain straight heteronormative audience you know around you know whether it's about like a lack of monogamy with the characters even though they're dating sex drugs whatever it is but but to still give it that warm Nora Ephron glow Mm -hmm. that's really what I wanted and um I in a way I'm saying this behavior shouldn't it's not conventional or unconventional it's just life you know like and it can all be seen um as if it's part of a rom-com fantasy in a way if Mm -hmm. that makes any sense um i you know what i did watch a few times obviously i'd seen it before but neither nick stoller who directed it and co-wrote it and or luke mcfarland had ever seen it and i was very surprised especially that nick hadn't seen it um is the way we were even though it's not a comedy at all and it's kind of hokey and some people think it's but 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 that you'd be surprised for all the flaws of that movie the chemistry between them and the dynamic it it holds up you know mm. and and it's a very romantic movie and we really don't have a lot of gay movies like that and obviously we're doing a comedy and our goal was to just be really funny but there was something to the aesthetic of that and the romantic sweep of it which which i really love um even if it's sentimental that's I, I like that. And we don't get a lot of that in gay films. Isn't it true that there is a nuts era photo of Barbara Streisand in the film bros? I, 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 I think that is nuts era. It's, or it's pre nuts. It's just pre nuts. Maybe it's mm-hmm. like, I think it, it might be from the emotions album or what around, if, or around the star is born because of the perm. Yeah. She has the curly hair. Yeah. Um, but <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, I like the I like that movie. I like the way we were. The first movie I think I saw by myself without my parents might have been the main event. The oh, boxing, the boxing one? Yes. The Ryan O'Neill. What did you think of it as a young as a young Tom um, Sharpling? I it felt like you just know this is like a showbiz version of reality where it's just, it's just like, this is just like, it felt like the kind of movie that they put famous people in and whether the characters actually track or anything like that it's like, no famous people got to do things next to other famous people in a movie. And, um, yeah, but she, uh, threw the towel and at the end was very excited. She stopped the fight. <laughs> you know, love. Julie, speaking of nuts, um, I um I remember now that you said that I I think I think we were in sixth grade when Nuts came out. We were yes. in fifth or sixth grade when Nuts came out. Nuts for people that don't know <laughs> um, is a Barbara Streisand plays a high end es- escort, like a high end prostitute, right? And Richard Dreyfus has her institutionalized, or yeah, she's taken into a mental institution or something. It's and then she mm-hmm. has to defend herself in court, or she ends up defending herself in court. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but um, it was a very R-rated, very sort of quintessential middle-brow R-rated adult drama that Hollywood used to make a lot of in the '80s. They don't make it anymore. But uh, and I remember in fifth or sixth grade, my parents and I were going to go on like a sort of little play date with my two best friends in elementary school who were who were Jewish twins, Sam and Josh Goldstein, and their mother and their father, whose names I forget. And we were all going to go out. And it was the one time we were all going to go out together. 
Um, like the kids always hung out, but the parent, we never hung out with our parents <laughs> and all that. <laughs> And they let me decide what movie we were going to go see. Oh, my God. <laughs> you're, letting, you're letting 12-year-old Billy Eichner decide the movie? And we went to see Nuts. Oh, oh my God. God. Amazing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Stuff like this happens. And then you're like, I'm sorry, you were 19 when you came out? I know. Really? I mean, <laughs> seriously. I mean, I'm thinking about it now. I'm I'm so mortified. Like it's. It, I it, love that. Don't you dare. How no. dare you be embarrassed? How dare you be? What part of pride do you not understand? <laughs> I just, I can't believe they let me. Like everything about it is so. I, I would have, I would have, I would have encouraged it. You know, Brett, our producer has an infant who is pre-verbal and he just babbles to himself all the time. And he mm -hmm. started saying Barbara, Barbara. Yeah, his first word was Barbara. And Barbara. I think yeah. he might be a Streisand fan. <laughs> and I'm telling that. Brett, play him some Manelli and some Midler, please. <laughs> just to be safe. Have you seen Funny Girl on Broadway? Um. I have not seen it in any of the incarnations. Yeah, me neither. I, I keep trying to catch Julie Benz. <laughs> She's my that... favorite. She's the only Pokemon I care to catch. <laughs> oh my God, what if Funny Girl was Pokemon? Don't overthink it. Just like give me money. <laughs> like capturing the Freedmen. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know. I haven't seen this Funny Girl either. I'm. I, I need to see it. Brett. Yes, Tom. Do you have any clips that we could play on the oh, show? Oh, do I? Uh, I thought in, in honor of uh, bros, in honor of Billy being here, uh, we would look at, um, well, you know, one of the classic uh, uh, elements of a rom-com is, rom is the meet-cute. The meet-cute, where the two uh, main characters uh, meet for the first time, and maybe they, uh, maybe it's love at first sight, maybe it's the opposite, who knows. A lot of varieties of a meet-cute. Uh, I've got a couple here, actually. Um, but let's look at, let's, let's, uh, how about, how about we look at the, uh, meet cute from the wedding planner, the wedding planner. This is, um, a classic meet cute, um, uh, really kind of a, the, the, one of the first ones that comes up when you Google meet cute, um, not to give away my, uh, how much preparation I put into this, but, um, so this is, this is the, uh, meet cute from the, uh, wedding planner. And Billy, just so you know, before the clip. Brett's referring to we had a clip episode planned where it was back to school and Brett mm -hmm. came in this and he guy, said, hey, guys, I pulled some back to school clips and uh, these are uh, PSAs. And then we slowly realized, realized Brett had not prepared at all and just <laughs> he overslept and he ordered overslept. a chicken sandwich and an Uber on the way over to the studio. And he was just assumed that he was hoping we would not notice that. We were PSAs stupid enough had, to confuse PSAs with, with anything any related kind of to back to school, school yeah. clips, and he so we're in a little bit of a insane monologue about yeah. how you only see PSAs during the school year and not during the summer. That must be when they make them. He, he and made no sense. It was just an unhinged ramble. So, so now he's very defensive yes. about how much work he does or doesn't do. Exactly. And we he, couldn't care less. Honestly, he's, it's he's trying really to constantly say like, "Well, I pulled these clips." It doesn't I, it? Doesn't matter. Well, look, I have a tone. I, I atone for the back to school episode. But look, I, I did a lot of research on this. But sometimes the first result that comes up is oh, the I, best I'm result. Not judging you know, so well, how about we just play the? Clip? All right, let's watch. This is from the. The, the meet cute from the wedding planner. Here we go. I nailed it, Jerry. Yeah, but they want it in three months. They're going for June. I know, I know. The clock is ticking. Put Penny on. 
<laughs> Is that the meat cube? Yes, she's oh, gonna fall. No. Oh! Oh no, she's gonna die! And a yeah. kitten heel nonetheless. She's literally gonna die. There's oh. no way this guy. Oh! Oh! He's scooping that old ice cream up. <laughs> oh! This guy's gonna pop out of the dumpster. It's gonna be Grandpa L. Lewis. They're gonna fall in love. Yeah, well, he's got a sore neck now. Oh. She's stuck. Oh. A dumpster is rolling toward her. Come on. Oh. Oh. Oh, she's gonna die. Oh. I don't think not today. Oh. Are you okay? All right, all right, all right. <laughs> I'm great. <laughs> okay. Where's my shoe? Your shoe. You got it, right here. Okay, now talk to me. How are you feeling? Is that a beeper on his belt? experiencing any dizziness, <laughs> nausea, difficulty breathing? Just start kissing her. The breathing thing rings a bell. What if they got run over now? And again, you <laughs> are on top A car just oh drives God. over the both of them. Daddy DeVito pops out of the manhole. That's good. As the penguin. Good. Ah. Don't appear to have a concussion. <laughs> Took quite a fall. Why are you still on top of me? That's a good question. Uh, you see that dumpster there? Seems that dumpster tried to kill you. hair replacement program in this particular film. <laughs> His hair is so long. Okay? I, it's very full. He looks older there than he does now for some <laughs> strange way. I don't know what that is. He looks like Matthew McConaughey's older brother currently. Is, and is this in San Francisco? I feel like San Francisco is a very romantic comedy-ish town. Yeah. Am I, I wrong? Think it's, is it New York or Chicago? The, the hill was a bit steep. Oh. For New York. But I will say our cab drivers do love ice cream cones. <laughs> and a hard yeah. scoop. A hard scoop. San Francisco confirmed. San Francisco. Oh, wow. Yeah. Good, Julie. That's. Yeah, well. Yeah. He's, he's giving me a very um, Greg Kinnear and as good as it gets vibe. Sure. I'm almost Billy, getting we, Jay Moore vibes off of him. Yeah, it's Jay Less. <laughs> I wish he'd Jay Less. Remember when people were going, I wish he'd Mackle Less? That was pretty funny. That uh, was fun. Yes. 2015, I think. Mm -hmm. What a year. Yeah. You yeah. fell in love in Fire Island in this exact way. You met a guy this exact way. Mm -hmm. You had a tight <laughs> pony. God, her hair just... She's, her hair, like, brushed back in a tight pony is just doing what it always does. I want to know if this cab driver's okay. That's what he's I would Fine. Do. That's he's my takeaway from this. I'm just like, that guy seems like he's got some problems. He's a, I don't know, Billy. He likes his vanilla ice I, cream. You know, I'm realizing now I never saw the wedding planner, and when you first brought it up, I thought you said I, I confused it with the wedding singer. Mm -hmm. Yes, which you've you've seen because you used to date that rapping granny. <laughs> It was more just about sex, but yeah, she, <laughs> sure. Yeah. She was love that rapping yeah. granny. Yeah, Brett. So, yes, we yes. got one more. We got another oh, one. Oh, sure. Yeah, let me uh, here. Uh, uh, let me leave it up to you guys. You want? I got one from. Uh, uh, I got a something's got to give. Oh, uh, that's a fun one. Let's just do something's got to give. That's the one with the young. Wait, what's the? Can I ask what the other ones are? Uh, I also got Hitch, greedy. the Will Smith movie. 
Uh, and I've got uh, Serendipity, the the uh, John Cusack, Kate Beckinsale rom com. Well, let's, have... let's have our guests decide. Yes, yes, really, yes. Of those three, Serendipity, I saw in the theater, but I really don't remember. I'm almost positive the first scene and something's got to give is where they're in the the grocery store, right? No, where she meets Keanu Reeves, or she meets um. Is it does Jack she Nicholson. meet Zach right away, or is she in the grocery? The, the premise of that movie is bizarre because her daughter is dating, dating but they make yeah. it very clear that they haven't had sex yeah. so that Diane Keaton could then date him. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and then what, what? what's the third one? Hitch. Hitch, uh, I'm, Hitch, Hitch, Hitch. I'm assuming, is going to be Kevin James has his head stuck in a crock pot or something like that. And Will Smith like taps him on the shoulder. Paul, Paul Blart crock pot. <laughs> no wonder bed bath and beyond is going out of business (laughs) is it it's not doing well the cfo Mm. jumped off a building two weeks ago i I saw that yeah and they were because they were going they had to close a lot of stores Mm -hmm. i'm telling everyone who will listen to me about this and the moths because i don't know how to talk to people anymore (laughs) who would have thought that bed bath and beyond's policy of sending out weird coupons that strangely yes. never expire for way too much of a discount would ever come back to haunt them. You know what those are called? They're called Big Blue. The coupons? Yes, that that Big Blue coupon. Oh, and if you yeah. don't have one and you're like, I left mine at home, they'll usually just like- Somebody will, and there's always somebody, anyway. be, yeah, somebody will be just like, you could use mine. Right, and then they're like, oh, our CFO killed himself. <laughs> yes, yes. He went into the Big Bath and Beyond. Oh, rest in peace. <laughs> yes. Rest in peace. For God's sake, have some respect. Yeah. All right, Billy, choose Hitch, Serendipity. Something's got to go. They buried him let's, in an Avengers sleeping bag. Let's look at, let's look at Serendipity. <laughs> uh, serendipity, great choice. All right, this is the uh, meet cute and Serendipity. Uh, Kate Beckinsale and John Cusack are both in a, a Bloomingdale's, and they're yes. uh, reaching for the same pair of gloves, Ooh, and there's only one left. Brett, you just... Well, that's kind of, we kind of come in a little bit, you know, in the middle of it now. Yes. And Pete Pete Davidson has not been born yet. (laughs) Spoiler alert. Well, good for her. Good for her. Good for both of them at the time, I guess. Sorry. Remember they dated? Sorry. Uh, Do you want these? No, please. Uh, That's the last one. Miss, do you have another pair of these black cashmere gloves? Whatever's out is what we have. You don't have a stock room? No. Or basement? No. We don't have an attic either. Um, I would have been good in that room. Listen, you take them. I don't need No, no, no. You sold them first. I... Please. I insist. Shit, English? Take them. Hey, wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, excuse me, sir. Yeah. These are ours. Oh, your gloves? Yes. How come? I mean, they're just sort of hanging there, sleeping with their little price tag. I know, that would be... That's my real life. You can go on discussing them long after I paid for them. Calm down, all right? Just calm down. It's five days before Christmas. I'm in the middle of a New York department store. He's asking me to calm down. Listen, these were meant to be a very special gift for someone. Yeah, we put quite a lot of thought into those. Ah. Isn't, that, isn't that right? Oh, really? Who were they for? My, my boyfriend. Girlfriend. Her boyfriend. His girlfriend. His her, girlfriend. Her boyfriend. One pair of gloves for two people? This is hard to explain. I'll try. All right. Go ahead. Oh, uh, well, he is at the present time my boyfriend. But in 18 months. 
after the operation. We look up if Kate Beckinsale's uh, British while we're watching. Well, she is. Oh, she definitely is. She will be. Are you sure? My girlfriend. I'm positive. (laughs) Do you understand? I'll put all the money I have on it. No. But Merry Christmas. Thank Thank you very much. Do you think they asked Buck Henry, (laughs) uh, glasses on, glasses off? Glasses on. What do you think? Glasses on, glasses off? Wait, that was Buck Henry? Yeah, that was Buck Henry, right? It was? I, I thought so too. It uh, when he started, it sounded like him. Huh. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure that like was Buck him. Henry. Brett That's... has uh, his Siri set to Buck Henry's voice, so he knows exactly yeah. what Buck Henry sounds <laughs> yeah. like. He's like, I wrote the Graduate. You're like, I just want to know the weather. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that weird sketch he did on SNL where he like the child molester? Like a... Yeah, that one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that one. Yeah, that was a great sketch where he molested. Young it's like when girls. Pe- um, when people were like, SNL was great in the 70s. Yeah. Like, what? what are you talking about? Yeah. No, that's... I'm not saying it's good now either. I'm just saying that you're wrong. Confirmed. Buck Henry and serendipity. Wow. Thank God. No character name, though. They didn't give his character a name. No. Well, that hurts. That's very painful. Mm-hmm. They named his character uh, Guy Who Made $30,000 for One Day. (laughs) Billy, do you have any uh, difficult people memories to share? I'm going to share one, if it's all right, from the day that you got hit by ham truck. Okay, what, yeah. Well, just just like, I'm saying, of course you have plenty, but I'm saying, like, is there any, like, one little funny thing to to give the people? And I was just going to say the the day you got hit by that ham truck and your trailer. That was really... That was really scary. That's like, that was legitimately scary. I started crying. Yeah. Um, you, I really, were... We, I, we were like, I was like very close to death. Yeah. So <laughs> for those of you who don't know, we were filming one day and it was a rainy, sleety, yeah. you know, like snowy, scary, wintry day and a boar's head truck skidded and completely T-boned Billy's trailer throwing him across the 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 room he like hit one wall from the other it 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 hit it hit james's trailer actually dead on and and thank god james james was shooting on set he wasn't in it i really think if james had been in it something really really awful would have happened um and then and then that trailer crashed into mine and, and me and my assistant at the time our friend sierra we were both in my trailer and i literally got like thrown across the trailer and glass shattered i mean it was completely insane um but this was also the day we were shooting the episode where we go see a revival of cats yes and, and the hashtag cats the memory i have is of everyone waiting to make sure that you were okay and that you know, you were examined by a paramedic and we were all just like figuring out what to do because Method Man and Joel McHale were also there. Yeah. And we had like flown in Joel and we were all just completely shaken and just making sure you were all right. And during all of that, this guy dressed up as Mr. Mistopheles is like making multiple trips to the craft services table. And she was being greedy. Like she was... <laughs> It was one of those things where you see somebody just grab more than a few bags at a time of like the, the you know the cheeses or whatever, and that person was just very casually like 
going to town on the snacks while we were all sort of I, reconciling a life or death situation. I, I just literally remember walking in and it was truly no joke, like the closest brush with death I've ever had. Um, my own death, I mean, and but then I, you know, composed myself. I was okay. They asked me if I wanted to, you know, if I could work uh shoot and I said yeah I didn't really see a reason I, I couldn't so I'm walking back onto set we're shooting in this huge theater um and all of a sudden like the first everyone's staring at me as yeah. I walk and it's very everyone's like you know looking at me am I okay and then I turn around and I see someone dressed as the magical Mr. Mustafa <laughs> and and literally <laughs> that, that's that was what I saw. Did you, that guy. Did you think that maybe you died and were you were in hell? <laughs> I thought they point? were taking me to the heavy side layer. They <laughs> did. I think you are gonna go one day, and I mean that is the highest compliment. I hope so, and I hope I go at the height of the Jellicle Ball. I really do. There's no other time to go. Do you know that they are doing a production of Cats, like set in the Vogue ballroom world? I did and hear that. P.S. Isn't that fucking brilliant? Like that's fucking brilliant. It's there's no there's no plot. It's it's people dancing and singing for each other, showing off, trying to win, and then you ascend and you're in outfits. What's the? I think it's genius. I think I, it's genius. I'm excited to see it. I I haven't we haven't seen cats together. No, I haven't seen a live production of cats since the one I saw when I was a kid on yeah. Broadway. But um, you have seen Phantom or you haven't seen Phantom? Phantom Are we going to go see Phantom? I would love to see Phantom before it closes. Before it closes. Phantom okay. was the second Broadway show that I saw. Um, and I, I and the first Broadway show that I saw was Starlight Express. Yep. Um, and for my birthday, which was a few weeks ago, I've kept most of my playbills like from all throughout my life. And I have them in storage in Manhattan, um, at uh, at Manhattan Mini Storage, of obviously course. the only which place one? to have storage. And, which and, one and which locker? I don't know. <laughs> there, there are so many of them. Um, I had the greatest sex of my life at Manhattan Mini Storage. No, <laughs> um, um, I I lost my Starlight Express playbill though, and recently, from my my birthday a few weeks ago, a friend of mine found it online the original starlight <gasps> express playbill and the program that they sold in the lobby and bought it for me krakowski um jane krakowski yeah and i didn't I, and i was reading it literally like two nights ago and i didn't realize i, I remember i know jane krakowski was in it and then andrea mcardle was in it oh was she, i didn't know she can skate good for her yeah <laughs> have you seen stepping out wait what has this podcast become i don't know i just have you, have you seen it I'd see, I saw the movie with Liza, yeah. That's course. what I mean, that's what I mean. I saw it uh, I saw it recently, what a cast. That's all I have to say, it's not really a question. Yeah. Do you have any, do you have any difficult people tidbits to share? That we can share publicly? Let me think about that. Because um, of course the ones that come to mind are the ones we can share publicly. Um, I, oh my God, I'm trying to think. I remember really loving shooting Carter. That was yeah. fun. Yeah. Um, also, oh, oh wait, also the, the the episode where you and I literally perform Easy Street from <laughs> yeah. And, and by yeah. the way, 
we we had like weeks of dance rehearsal. It was like a huge number with choreography. And then when the episode aired, it was like five seconds of it dance. Was, it was five seconds. And 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 half of that was just us going up the stairs or down the stairs. But we had a whole routine. No, we were ready to go. We were over prepared. It was that was amazing. that was amazing. That was so fun. The musical things are always so fun. Yes, and I love that you sing in the in the movie, and that Mark Shaman wrote you a song, and he does the score. Yeah, that was really amazing. Um, Tom is great. I yeah, I co-wrote a song in prose with Mark, and um, he wrote a beautiful score. And um, that part's very sentimental and overwhelming for me. I mean, I remember watching Mark play for Bette Midler on the last episode of the Johnny Carson show, that famous number that she did. I oh, mean, I yeah. really recall watching that. Um, so yeah, that was pretty, pretty great. Tom. Oh yeah. Do you have anything else? To yeah. I just want to say guy? this on a personal note, Billy, it is truly thrilling to see you, get to this opportunity and watching you run with it and do everything you can do with it is truly exciting. And it's, it's, it's just a thrill to see you in your moment like this. So congratulations. Thank you guys. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. And bros is in theaters on Friday, September 30th. And, and if you don't see it, Never talk to me or my son again. That's exactly it. That's how it goes. Yeah. I, I mean, if you don't see bros, at least stay home and rent nuts. Sure. Yes. You're not uh, allowed to rent no. nuts. Don't you even think about renting nuts. Nuts are for closers. Go Let, see bros. Go see bros. Bros is better than nuts. Bros is better than nuts. And Julie Klausner, I don't know what you're doing on September 28th, Wednesday, September 28th, a.k.a. tomorrow, tomorrow? for anybody who's listening to this the day it comes out. I know what I'm doing. Someone finally told me. What's that? I'm going to do Double Threat Live at the Friggin' Lodge Room in Los Angeles. Oh, my God. September 28th. Limited seats available. Tickets are almost gone, and you got to get your ticket if you want it. You're going to see us in person Tom's really handsome and my hammers are amazing. So f don't flip out. I hear Brett <laughs> laughing. I just never heard that phrase before. I love this is this is Brett. Have you heard of hammer horror? This is the opposite when you see these gazungas. <laughs> say my say, cassavas say, are bueno. What? Say that again, Julian. I'll do my impression of Brett. Which part? Just the part where hammers. Okay. Tom is really handsome and my hammers are amazing. <laughs> Let him laugh. No, I just he, I wish he would laugh rather than I'm do this stifled that, yeah. uh, creep snorting. <laughs> <laughs> He's creep snorting. It's crording. <laughs> just let it out, Brett. Laugh. Let out the music of your laughter. Yeah, stop with the creep snort. I try to maintain a professional demeanor. I don't want people to know how much fun I'm having on this show. 
Yeah. I need to maintain this sort of, you know, whatever, whatever this he doesn't shtick need to, is. Because then yeah, no, people why? will stop taking his side and saying that we're mean to him and he's I know. beleaguered. I can't let people know on how much I enjoy being on this show. I have to, you know, because then... Yeah, then suddenly, you know, it's um it's then then they reevaluate things. Always been kind of lying the whole time and and uh you know, I said nice things and it really wasn't necessary and so it's a house of cards right now. So I'm sorry. I got to I got to try to avoid that. Yeah, no, laughing. it makes sense. Why would you want to convey fun on the show at all? I could see why that would really be a uh that would really cause a lot of problems to know that you're having a good time doing the show. Just have fun. Laugh it up. I, well, I see your other thing. You're laughing it up. You're dressed, the guy's dressed like a, he's, the, uh, a he's, lawn chair. He's coming through the, <laughs> down the hall dressed like a lawn he's chair. He's dressed up as all of the balloons from Up. <laughs> yes. One of these days, I swear to God, Tom, you're going to just see a bunch of balloons like squeak. Like it's yeah. going to squeak through the huh. hallway and you're going to have major whatever the opposite of ASMR is. You're going to go, Ugh! I'll be walking down the hall and suddenly I'll hear help, help, and I'll look up and I'll see <laughs> Brett stuck on the ceiling with the balloons. I kind of went overboard with this costume. And then meanwhile, Joe's dressed as a single red. He could be the red balloon. Isn't that a movie? I don't know. No, that sounds like a that sounds like a Joe level costume would be just like one red yeah, balloon. Go get a balloon. And it doesn't have helium in it. He just no. blew in it. He's like, yeah, I just bought a red balloon. And I love when they argue where they're just like, you know, it's not even the color of the jacket that uh, Michael Douglas. They do. Wearing in the thing. Yeah, they. They get. They get. They get s- bitchy about like the. Oh, oh, oh that's the- half of the yeah. podcast is just talking about the costumes. That- did you see what he? Did you see what he pulled on the Patton Oswalt episode? We get Patton Oswalt on and on our on our podcast. A huge yes. get for us. Yeah, yeah, huge yeah. get. Yes, yes, yes. We're going to talk about Ratatouille. Mm-hmm. You were dressed up as. I was the, dressed up as all four title characters from a Cook the Thief, uh, the Cook. And by the uh, way, Cook can I say something about that movie? Lover. I love that movie, but it's kind of messed up. It's a it's an edgy movie. There's a lot and, of edgy stuff in and there. Then Joe wore like what a mask or whiskers or he put so a Ratatouille on his, is the movie. He comes in. He let me, comes let me in. Guess, just please go ahead. Please go ahead. Just wore a chef hat. He did have a chef. He had a chef's hat on. That's a toque. He came in wearing a damn. I'd like to take a toke of something. Sorry, go ahead. He came in wearing a, a an elephant nose, like a plastic elephant nose oh, on his yeah, face. Oh yeah, I saw that. Do you Kinda see like that? Watto. Yeah, it, it did look like Watto, and it was like it was it was like. Uh, but the, you know, the movie's about a rat. He just thought he'd get as long as I have some sort of as long as I'm communicating Non-human. some sort of elef, el, you know animal thing. Yeah. Then I'm in the ballpark. Mm-hmm. Sitting there talking to Pat Oswalt for an hour, this guy's got an elephant nose on for Ratatouille. It mm-hmm. was imba- it was humiliating. Yeah. Like what the what you, what you, next thing you know, you'll do Tusk on the show. And he'll show up with rat whiskers. Thank you. Exactly. Please right? don't do Tusk. That's driving me show. crazy. Yeah. I think the two of you might consider mm-hmm. talking to each other. Before the the yeah. record, maybe coordinating what you are going to be doing. Mm-hmm. Okay, might be worth trying. So you could say like, "What were you thinking of doing, Joe?" And he can tell you, and you could say, "Maybe you should step it up." That's a good idea. Well, let me just say something. This, no offense, Brett. This week, mm-hmm. I couldn't care less about weekend at Bergman's. This is double threat week. Fair You'll enough. Get your Fair week enough. Next Fair week. enough. This yeah. is our week. We gotta. Monday, yesterday, an episode came out of fighting with the 
podcast the ride guys over who stunk the studio up with a sub tuesday today yes. this episode drops with the movie star billy Eichner. and then wednesday double threat live at the lodge room in los angeles uh, uh september 28th thursday what do we got ask julie i'm not exactly sure oh okay. ask julie on but forever dog plus yeah but then Friday we have our mini episode, a mini bonus episode that was the, teased in the one the, that we did, the father and son one. That's right. It was yes. teased in the in the latest Schlub Rescue. Very funny. Uh, it was cut for for time in that episode, but it is very good. Very and funny. it's coming so out. How do you on like Friday. them apples? And you heard of the High Holy Days? Well, that's what these are also. Mm-hmm. Double threat days week. Ah, you heard of the days of awe? These are the days of awe. Yeah. That's right. These are the days of all oh, yeah. And this is a good week. If you're a double threat fan, we'll see you at the Lodge Room September 28th. Come on out. It's going to be fun. Check out the episodes and the fun stuff the rest of the week and have a good time. And this is Double Threat Week, everybody. We're doing it for you. And now you do it for us. We'll see you tomorrow. Sounds good. <laughs>